TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. The audio in this episode depicts real life violent events and may be disturbing for some listeners. Discretion is advised. It really pains me to have to gather like this once again because our city has been rocked by more senseless gun violence right here. It's particularly egregious when youth are involved, when our children are the victims. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank On Friday, March 12th of 2021, city leaders gathered at the Christie Rec Center in southwest Philadelphia. The level of gun violence that has plagued our city during the past year has become far too much to bear. Three teenagers were shot on a basketball court. Then last night, police say shots were fired at a playground at the rec center at 55th and Christian. 16-year-old Kyrie Simmons was killed, and two 15-year-olds had graze wounds. And then just before midnight... It happened in the Cobbs Creek neighborhood, one of the sections of Philadelphia that's experienced the most bloodshed. Most of the people in this neighborhood are blue-collar, lifelong Philadelphians. Some of the homes are run down, plywood-covered windows and peeling paint, overgrown weeds. Others have fresh coats, short lawns, iron bars over basement and front windows. Once in a while, you'll see signs of gentrification creeping in with newly built homes, modern numbers adorning the frame. But the area is full of small businesses. Angie's Kitchen, The Smoke Shop, Baltimore Meat and Deli. Police roam the streets because of the high level of violence, shootings, homicides, and armed robberies. Yeah, it's just different now. It's just different, right. What would have been a, you know, a couple punches in a schoolyard fight when we were growing up is now, turns into a shooting. Gun violence continues to plague cities across the country. In Philadelphia, people are shot every day. Police say an unidentified man walked in the store, got a gun out, and fired at least five shots. Around noon, a 26-year-old man was shot several times. Witnesses described the scene where multiple shooters opened fire as children ran away. One gunshot can reverberate through a neighborhood, a city, and can have a lasting impact on communities. These spaces aren't sacred anymore. They now use these as spaces to target our children, and this is now becoming really, really scary. Families have been torn apart. The, the impact of losing a child is like, I, I couldn't fathom it because I'm a parent myself. 
Over the past five years, we've gathered interviews and stories from victims and their families, suspects, and defendants. It was two years before he really understood all the bad things that he had done, how sorry he was for it. It's just that this is the way of life. And people on the front lines of the violence. When it comes to these shootings, the only thing that makes them different than a homicide is markmanship in many cases, or the fact that the hospital was able to save the person. Everybody is putting everything about their life on social media. Well, kids are doing that too, but they're doing it in the context of this violence. What are authorities doing to stop the bloodshed? Does Philly have a gang problem? And where are the guns coming from? From Gone Cold, I'm Kristen Johansson. This is Ricochet. Matt Gillespie was captain of the 18th police district when Kyrie was shot. Most of the people out here, hardworking, middle-class people. We spoke to him after Kyrie was killed. A lot of good people out here that are really kind of held hostage right now. You know, when I got here... Police say an SUV pulled up, a group of males got out and started to shoot at the rec center. Two 15-year-olds, a boy and a girl, were struck in the arm and the ankle. Kyrie was hit in the neck. He ran around the corner towards the back of the building to get away from the street and the barrage of bullets. He fell on a bench at the side of the building in a little enclave, leaning up against the brick, blood gushing. With lights and sirens, police swarmed the area and found Kyrie. They rushed him to Children's Hospital. He died less than an hour later. This kid had nothing to do with anything. He was just playing basketball, which is something I did when I was 15. Kyrie Simmons was one of 212 kids under the age of 18 who were shot in 2021 in Philadelphia. 39 died. About 10% of all gun violence victims are kids, but that number has been rising in recent years. Following the recent tragedy that claimed the life of 17-year-old Carissa Bright. Kalik Williams is a running back for Simon Grants High School. Police identified the victim as Christopher Braxton. Simone Moneo Rogers was playing basketball at the Jerome Brown Playground at 20th at Ontario with her brother. Carissa Bright was in a car with friends. Kalik Williams was in the basement with his high school football teammates. Chris Braxton had just left school. Simone Monea Rogers was on a basketball court, just like Kyrie Simmons. These spaces aren't sacred anymore. There's no time of the day anymore. So people are now going into hiding because there is a lack of trust. It's BS, I'm sorry. Latanya Barrett is a leader at the school across the street from where Kyrie was killed. I met her while covering the press conference with city leaders. She was there to confront them, but they all left as soon as TV cameras were taken down. Those leaders included then-Mayor Jim Kenney and then-Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw, as well as several city council members. When incidents like this happen, it's unfortunate that you've got elements from this neighborhood that actually take these spaces to prey on them and target whatever issues are happening and turn these safe havens that children don't really have left to play and have fun and do the things that they need to do because there's such a drought in these neighborhoods that they now use these as spaces to target our children and don't care about any of the innocent bystanders or anyone that's in their way. And, and this is now becoming really, really scary. It is not normal to pick up somebody shot almost every single day and take them to the hospital. It's not, it's not normal stuff to see. Um, this is a city in America, it's not a war zone. 
There are 21 police districts in the city. Each are broken up into sections for officers to patrol each shift until they get a call. Probably about six foot tall. You got like a black fucking jacket on. I spent a few hours with two 18th district officers, the same district where Kyrie was killed. This was a typical night on the job for them, five days a week, eight hour shifts or more. The ride along was intense. First, there was a call about a person screaming a few blocks away. We drove by, but there was nothing. Then there was a radio call about one of their fellow officers chasing someone with a gun. The cop driving hightailed it. When we got there, it was over. The guy was in handcuffs. One of the scariest moments, though, was when we pulled up behind a car in an alley with lights and sirens. I've seen it on TV in dash cam videos, police walking up behind a car, someone pulls out a gun and shoots. In this case, the driver was just idling in the alley. They gave him a warning and we moved along. But a few minutes later, a call came over the radio about an older man who had been held up at gunpoint. The victim fought him off and then called police. A description of the suspect was aired over police radio. Early 20s, black male, black seat mask, black jacket. And we spotted someone matching that description. Right, yeah, yeah, right here, right here. He's running, he's running the other way. Wait, 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 wait. He's As the suspect was running, the officers believed he tossed the gun under a car. They caught him and arrested him. And they found the gun. When police find a gun, Deputy Commissioner Frank Van Orr says they swab it for DNA and enter it into the national DNA database called CODIS. If we do recover a gun and we know that gun could be the gun from this case, we'll test fire it. And they enter the shell casing into a system called NIBIN, or the National Integrated Ballistic Information Network. Every gun that fires a ballistic leaves a, a, a marking on it that's unique to that gun. All shell casings found at crime scenes are put into NIBIN. And then we'll compare it to casings we have. Police believe one of the guns used when Kyrie was shot came from the direction of the Christie Rec Center, meaning someone who was not in that SUV and was on the property of Christie Rec was firing back. Crime scene officers picked up about five dozen rounds and entered them into Nibin. The shell casings were connected to other shootings by known gang members. When police get a match in Nibin, they work with ATF investigators. We're thinking that gun could be in the same person's hand, and it gives us a little bit of direction to go on. We have witnesses in each of the cases. Is there any common denominators? ATF investigators then try to build out a history of the gun who made it, where it was sold, who bought it, if someone's been arrested with it before, or if it's been used in another shooting. So we'll be able to look at manufacturing information, who originally bought the gun, if it was ever reported stolen in another state even. Some of these stolen guns are straw purchased. Um, so they're, they're reported stolen, but they're really not. They were purchased illegally, handed over to somebody who shouldn't have them. You know, if you get a particular person arrested with a gun and you find it was reported stolen by a relative, well, you have now you have some links 
that you can begin to look at. Our attorney general partners, gun violence task force, the DA's office will prosecute them for straw purchases. District officers like the two I rode with in the 18th know the people and they know the neighborhood they patrol. And they help detectives figure out who may have had a problem with somebody else or a group and who is just an innocent bystander. I know this this guy or girl. He's a good person. He really wasn't involved in anything. Or I do know this person. He has been arrested a few times. Whether you've been arrested or not been arrested, you certainly don't deserve to be shot. But it can help figure out maybe what the motive may be. Kyrie was an innocent bystander. Investigators dug into his background and the other 10 people on the basketball court. They would only tell me Kyrie and the two 15-year-olds who were also shot had no criminal history, no affiliations. In other words, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. In many cases, we need more than one eyewitness or we need, you know, some other piece of evidence to cooperate what they're showing us. DNA, big part of what we do, uh, and other forensics like cell phones, social media, you know, people uh, will brag about a shooting. So that is another lead. Officials say there were some online posts and chatter about Kyrie's death shortly after it happened. I'm told analysts did what they could to glean as much information as possible, hoping it would point them to a lead or a person of interest. But it didn't, and Kyrie's case remains unsolved. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. You're listening to Ricochet. Philly police clear about 65% of city homicides, which means they basically solve it or they can name a suspect. But 75% of non-fatal shootings remain unsolved. Really, the only thing that makes them different than a homicide is markmanship in many cases or the fact that the hospital was able to save the person. There's no reason to treat it differently. Because of what happened on the Christie Rec Center basketball court that evening in March, because of Kyrie's killing and the shooting of two other teens, 
Law enforcement swelled the area with investigative operations and gun arrests. Our team has been adding shifts and doing double duty to help PPD. Attorney General Josh Shapiro says the office added bodies and mobile units from the strategic response team to identify armed drug trafficking groups, which resulted in five dozen guns off the street and 178 arrests. We are running every single firearm taken off the streets through our track and trace program to find out who bought them and if they've been used in crimes and how they got into the hands of criminals. He says a similar effort is there have been several people connected to these group violence incidents in southwest Philly who have been charged. We need to get used to saying gang and understanding that it means it is a Philadelphia-specific meaning here. This is Bill Fritzy. I've been in the DA's office since December of 2006. I was hired. Bill is supervisor for the Gun Violence Task Force, which works with the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office. They focus both on straw purchases when someone buys a gun for someone who can't. And the second part of what we are allowed to focus on is these group violence investigations. But here's the thing. The environment is constantly changing. Some of these gang members are no longer associated with the neighborhoods or the streets they live on like they did a few years ago. Now, they're associated outside their own perimeters, intertwined with each other. When we get involved is when the police department comes to us and say, there's something going on in this five-block radius, and we know that these guns are all connected and the same gun is being used, the same people are being victimized on each side. Think about it like a cobweb. You have to pull each thread of a spider's silk piece by piece. It's seemingly never-ending. In the Southwest, some of those members moved over into another group because they were friends with them. So now you have a different gang, group name, and they build these group names, and then they want notoriety from them. So when we talk in, about gangs and groups in Philadelphia, it, the meaning is one and the same. But the meaning does not mean what it means in other cities or other parts of the country. We're not the Bloods. We're not the Crips. We're not the Kings. We don't have the, mop, the mafia, the mob. But we do have these small groups of individuals that want to cause a lot of terror towards opposing groups of friends. And it is easier for us to all just accept now that we call them a gang because that is a general slang that we can all understand and move on from. There are Instagram and other social media accounts that keep score, giving points to a gang or a group for each victim. They rank gangs by sections of the city like a sports league with different conferences. West, Southwest, North, Germantown. Police are now finding kids from different gangs shot together. Affiliations are changing, complicating investigations. It's no longer based on neighborhoods or family ties. For South Philadelphia, the individual that ended up proffering... Proffering means formally talking with prosecutors about everything you know without any of the information being used against you. It can typically help you out later when you're being sentenced for a crime. Had committed almost just as many shootings and homicides as the people that we ended up arresting, right? He was there. For him to, to make the decision in his life to come forward and start talking took a lot because he had to change not only his whole life at that moment, but going down the road, he's never come back to Philadelphia again. So we're not looking at a particular person. What we're doing is we're saying there is a story here of shootings, and then let's look at all these victims. Let's look at these uh, people that we suspect doing the shootings, and let's first go through everything else to see if we can talk to them first about things that we have found out. So that's where electronics our cell phones, our social media come in and are very important in our investigations. And that's where the AG's office with their agents 
help us start building this outside investigation into something that PPD already has going on. Before prosecutors can talk to these kids in a proffer, they need to know every piece of the story. We are attempting to talk to these kids from a perspective and a world that we do not understand. Um, And to get these kids to listen to us, they have to trust us and they have to know that we know what we're talking about. And so it is a balancing act of the district attorneys and and the agents, but they have to know that there's several stages along the way where we're going to ask them to do more, right? Because it's one thing to come in and tell us the story. It's the next to know, all right, I want you to plead guilty on your open cases if you have any. All right, now we have to worry about your safety concerns in the future. All right, now I need you to sign up with me and say that you're going to testify in all these other cases. And sometimes getting information about which groups are fighting with each other can stop a shooting. If we're looking at our intel and we start to see that we have two people shot and they're belonging to a particular neighborhood or group, um, then we're looking to see what's going to happen next uh, and try to prevent it. And that's when patrol comes in to try to deploy in that area to stop it. Teachers, schools, neighbors, community nonprofits and such can also help in identifying tensions between kids and gangs. Argument seems to be number one. It's been leading the league in, in our motives. The primary motive is just retaliation. And it started at some point in time, long before you and I were ever here. It is neighborhood beefs that have spilled out through the years. And then different generations get in fights with each other, whether it's on social media or on the street or in school. Um, And then that just builds upon the previous hatred that was there before. And then we turn from fists to bullets. In the case of Kyrie, it's believed to be connected to gang violence. From what I gathered from all the sources I spoke to about Kyrie's case, they have a bit of a direction, a path that's being laid out in front of them on where to go. But they need people to talk. Four guns were used in the Christie Rec Center shooting, seemingly by teenagers or younger men. So where are these guns coming from? Everywhere. A large majority come from out of state. Um, And when they do come from out of state, then ATF can be involved and they can then prosecute some of those cases federally. A lot of them, unfortunately, come from our gun stores in the counties, gun stores in Philadelphia. Um, And now more recently, a lot of them come from the Internet because you can order ghost guns and make them yourselves in your home at any age as long as you have a credit card. Ghost guns are a huge problem. In 2018, police took 13 ghost guns off the streets. That number jumped to 95 the following year, which then doubled and doubled again. Last year, in 2023, they recovered 525 ghost guns. It's a ghost gun because it does not have a serial number on it. Um, And you can produce it in your home, put all of the parts together so you don't get it from a manufacturer. You make it right at home and you don't need a background check. You don't need to be a certain age. You can be a convicted felon, um, and you can just make that gun at home. So therefore, it's a ghost, right, because no one knows where it came from, and no one can track it down. Ghost guns, stolen guns, and straw purchase firearms are being trafficked from all over. Large operations where guns were being trafficked up from the south. One group's from Georgia and the other from South Carolina, and the feds say they separately bought firearms in those respective states and drove them up to Philly to resell. Acting U.S. Attorney for the Eastern As far as buying a gun, if you're not prohibited, if you don't have a felony conviction, if you're over 21, anybody can go and you're going to be checked uh, by the 
the gun dealership. Obviously, there's there's restrictions, things that would prohibit you from carrying a gun. But if, if none of those restrictions apply, anybody could really buy a gun. The illegal guns, the, the people that have a gun that are careless with them is really a problem for us. More kids under the age of 18 are being arrested for gun possession. According to police statistics, about 120 kids were arrested in 2019. That number has now more than doubled. I think a lot of these kids are vulnerable. Bill says he believes that when it comes down to it, these teens, these young adults, want to be a part of something. They want to belong somewhere. And they form these groups and these gangs almost like, you know, we would look at like college football, for instance, right? We're scoring against the other team. And typically, they've grown up in a world where violence is a constant in their lives. They're bonded over their previous friend being killed. They're bonded over previous fights. In some situations, these kids are coming from strong families. In some situations, they have the ability to go to college. They're coming back to commit these crimes. Like they, We've had some who have scholarships to college and have gone and committed shootings. And why? Because they want to be part of a group. The parents have tried to have control over the situation and have lost control. And I speak to the parents, too, and they're almost at their wit's end because they haven't been able to fix the situation. We always want to say it's the nuclear family breakdown, but it it isn't quite that here. It's something more where our kids need something at a very young age. And I think they're seeing things that their parents don't realize. They're seeing violence, and I think that violence is doing something to their brains that is causing them to then fall into these groups. Parents need to get involved. So many of our investigations of, of these juveniles with guns, I had detectives that look at social media and they're displaying firearms on social media. So that causes us to investigate them. In some cases, we're able to contact a parent, get into a home and find a gun. So that's a problem. So parents check their social media, parents, or if they see something they believe is a gun, call the police and let us know. You know, call someone and let us know so someone don't get killed and and that child don't wind up uh, in custody. I asked Bill if the kids, the young adults he's talked to, have remorse for what they've done. The remorse is very hard to come by. It takes a long time to get them to that point. I mean, the one cooperator who I worked intensely with, it was two years before he really understood all the bad things that he had done how sorry he was for it. But that's a lot of reflection, right, in order to get to that point. Most of the young ones that we have come in, first of all, they try and lie to us, right? And we're like, no, it's literally right here. But then it's not, it's just that this is the way of life. All right, yep, I I did this. But it's never, there's not remorse anytime soon. When you do get the kids who are remorseful, then sometimes they're like, okay, I don't want my sister or I don't want so-and-so to be involved in this as well. But they're not worried about that group of friends that they were with. Following Kyrie's death, neighborhood groups, police, and some city leaders tried to improve Christie Rec. The attention it got that brought in the additional resources, whether it's from the Parks and Recreation, the families behind the badge organization that donated money and, and stuff, an e-gaming room. And police, prosecutors, and law enforcement as a whole have swept through these districts, both in the 18th and 19th. And they've taken down some top members of gangs. So when you have that balance of removing the one, two, three, or four individuals that are really driving gun violence and coming in even harder with investment, 
I would say that the neighborhood is a little safer. But they still don't know who killed Kyrie. He was shot and he was killed in a drive-by shooting that he had nothing to do with. Homicide detectives say the investigation is still active. There's a $20,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. But it seems they don't have much to go on. Kyrie's family remains heartbroken. I did speak with his mother. And how are they? Is she? You know, from when I last talked, you know, obviously she is upset and distraught. The, the impact of losing a child is like... I couldn't fathom it because I'm a parent myself. Next time on Ricochet. We didn't get to see his body until at the funeral home, maybe the day before the funeral. After the dust settles, the family still is going through where everybody else has already moved on, you know, to the next thing, you know, and we're still going through it daily. I may not notice my pain. Mm -hmm. I don't have practice at finding out how I feel. You know, I've just got to take care of them. Oxygen mask on airplane is a great example of how we try to teach your kids are going to get more if you take care of you. But that's not an easy thing to do when you've been traumatized. This episode is produced and audio edited by Sabrina Boyd-Circa. A special thank you to Tom Rickert, Winston Harris, Christina Coppicer, and Myron Kaplan. Listen to more episodes of Gone Cold free on the Odyssey app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.